welcome to Idgits and Aspects. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 16, called Shadow. We are in Chicago, Illinois. There's a girl walking home at night. She's listening to music on her earbuds. And the music starts kind of skipping, goes a little staticky, and then stops. Why is it always the music? Every time. She should not, like have her both of her earbuds in it's like dark she's in a friggin' alleyway you need to be able to hear people sneaking up on you also that but like it's either music or lights every single time it's like how do you yeah. people not know at this point that something weird is about to happen yeah i know <laughs> i mean we know <laughs> to be fair they're not exactly they haven't seen all of the situations no. so uh so she's in an alleyway the wind starts blowing and we hear a voice whisper meredith a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she decides to walk a little faster, and we see a giant shadow stalking her. Uh, she finally starts to run and makes it into her apartment and turns her alarm off and then back on. Uh, she grabs a beer and starts listening to her voicemails, and we see that the creepy shadow is now in her apartment. Um, the shadow figure starts sneaking up on her, uh, sneaking up on her shadow. And when it reaches her, it stabs its fingers through her, and we see a bunch of blood splatter. Disgusting. Also, the CGI for that was terrible, but it was better than the car CGI. <laughs> and way better than Jessica's blue ceiling flames. Also. Like, everything yeah. is better than that. Yeah. That's just It just definitely looked like a shadow, like a like the finger puppet, you know. Yeah, it did. Of, you know? <laughs> it totally did. Uh, we get our opening title sequence here. And then uh, it's one week later. Sam and Dean are dressed up as techs for the home alarm system company. Dean says that he and dad used to do just fine without these stupid costumes. <laughs> he says he feels like a high school drama dork. <laughs> uh, and Sam asks him um, if he wants to pull this off or not. And Dean replies that these outfits, these outfits cost hard-earned money. And Sam is like, whose money? Mm-hmm. Dean says, ours. you think credit card fraud is easy? <laughs> like, I mean... He's probably right, but still. I mean, you got to fill out a lot of forms and stuff. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that whole thing works. But. <laughs> Have you ever pl- applied for a credit card? Well, yeah, I've got my one, but yeah. I don't remember. Oh, okay. You know, the whole not, process. It's not hard. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like half an hour out of your time. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> So they go into Meredith's apartment, and the woman who lets them in um, is the person who found Meredith's body. She said that Meredith was all over in pieces. She said it looked like a wild animal did it. So they convince the woman to let them have some time alone in the apartment, so she leaves. Dean pulls out his EMF reader, and it starts making noise. Sam says that the minute he found the article on this case, he knew it was their kind of gig. Uh, Sam asked Dean if he talked to the cops, and he says he talked to Amy, who is a charming, perky officer of the law. (laughs) She's a Sagittarius. She loves tequila. Oh, and she's got this little tattoo. (laughs) And Sam interrupts him, and Dean says the cops have no info on this case, except for the fact that Meredith's Meredith's heart was missing. (laughs) Okay, this scene cracks up. It's like, a Sagittarius who loves tequila. Nice casework, Dean. Right. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I, I, like, kind of wish I would have seen that. Like, I mean, like, I don't want to see them in bed or anything, but, like, is that where he got this info? Like, how, like, were they just at the police station and all of this came out? I don't know. know. I want to know. I feel like there's a background story to be had somewhere in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to see him in bed. <laughs> no. I mean, kind of, but not really. <laughs> you know. Um, er, Dean says uh, maybe this was a werewolf attack, but Sam says nope, because the lunar cycle isn't right. He thinks that it's a spirit. Uh, Dean has Sam get some masking tape, and he starts playing connect the dots with the tape uh, on the blood splatter. <laughs> Super bloody connect the dots. <laughs> Okay, I so okay. So when he's done, he says that he's never seen that symbol before. Um, I have some thoughts on this symbol. First of all, uh-huh. the blood splatter did not look like that. Like no, the symbol that he ended up with. I would have never pulled that out of there. But the no. symbol reminds me so much of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like, uh, I was gonna say it kind of reminds me of some of those like. Uh, what are they? I don't know what type of spaceships they are in Star Wars, but like oh, yeah. the little like the tiny ones that you know and they like fly around and pew at things and that's yes. the only thing that they do. That's awesome. <laughs> 
That's all I know. <laughs> so we cut to a bar, and Dean is chatting up the hot bartender. Sam sits down at a table, and Dean joins him. He tells Sam he talked to the bartender. Sam asks if he got any info besides her phone number. Dean says, dude, I'm a professional. I'm offended that you would think that. <laughs> then he holds up a napkin with her number on it and smiles. <laughs> you know, he reminds me of, of Joey from Friends right there. Oh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. the smile he gave. <laughs> I was <it>. like, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Sam asks him to do some thinking with his upstairs brain. <laughs> that cry. I just started like laughing hysterically. Yeah. <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Dean has got, like, Dean really needs to get some in this episode. Because <laughs> it is just, like, all he cares about yeah. right now. He's a little bit too into it. I mean, part of it, I think, is probably because, you know, it's been a while for Sammy since he's, like, been interested in a girl even. Yeah. Since the whole Jess scenario. And so, like, now that he may or may not be interested in somebody, Dean's like, do it. Just do it. You know? Yeah. Oh, no. He just can't. I don't know. He can't handle it. No. <laughs> he does not handle it well. Uh, uh, Dean says there's nothing to find out. Meredith used to work here and everyone loved her. Sam says he didn't find any info on that symbol, nothing in Dad's journal or in any of their usual books. Uh, so do you think that they have, like, books with them in I the Impala? Is that what that means? I would think so is there like a book section <laughs> their little library yeah <laughs> i mean under the weapons i don't remember ever seeing it yeah you me know? neither you would think that they wouldn't feel oh there's a dog there oh i thought you were gonna say there's like a spider and i was about to scream like a no no girl. <laughs> no no i just like put my foot out and forgot that oh. That she was there. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so it turns out that Meredith wasn't the first victim. Uh, the first victim's name was Ben Swordstrom. Uh, last month, he was found mutilated in his home. Um, same deal as Meredith. I wrote Sam deal as Meredith. I was <laughs> like, wait. Nah, maybe not quite. Yeah. Also, that guy looks like, okay, I, it may or may not be the guy or the character or the actor or whatever the heck it is I'm going for here. <laughs> okay. But he looks like Picard from the Star Trek. Oh. From, I think it was Next Generation. I had to look all this up yeah. because I was like, okay, listen, this guy, I know he's got to be from like Star Trek, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I was literally just going through the cast of like the original series, Next Generation. Oh my gosh. And just like trying to figure out, I was like, it's this guy. That's so funny. Anyways. He's in like X-Men, the X-Men movies too, the older ones. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not that into them. <laughs> Honestly, Eric loves them. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so like next generation is the only star trek that i have watched a bit of i I mean it was so long ago and it was because my dad loved it so i was kind of just like you love this so i hate it that was definitely my yeah like my dad would watch it like all the time every time it was on tv it was either star wars or star trek one of the two all the time and so i kind of learned to hate star trek because it was usually star trek and i'm pretty sure it was next generation from yeah what or what he was watching Yeah. yeah luckily my dad would like like when like the Red Dwarf marathons happened on PBS, he mm-hmm. would let me stay home from school and like watch those with him, which is great. That's nice. Yeah. That My parents would be cool. like, "What are you thinking? Get your butt to school." <laughs> British sci-fi comedy, like yeah, tell that to my parents. <laughs> nothing, nothing better. <laughs> So, um, let's see here. Um, so, same deal as Meredith's death. The door was locked and the alarm was on. Uh, he and Meredith had no connections. Then Sam notices someone familiar across the bar. It is Meg Uh-oh. from the Scarecrow episode. Um, we they, already know she's sketchy. Yeah, I mean, we She do. already slit one guy's throat. So. Right, yeah. And then, like, you know, talk to somebody through her creepy blood bowl. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So um, they hug. Meg asks him what he's doing there, and Sam says he's in town visiting friends. Uh, She asks him suspiciously, where are they? (laughs) And he's like, not here right now. (laughs) Also, she doesn't seem very surprised to see him. No, she doesn't. Like, you're kind of like, okay, you know, you knew he was going to be here, didn't you? Like, she just kind of... Like, oh, look at you. You're here. You know, mm-hmm. not like, a, oh, hey. You know, it's yeah. like a, mm, you didn't play that one off quite well enough. You know? I thought it was interesting how Sam, like, so easily rolled with the, like, oh, I'm just in town visiting friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was surprised how well that lie rolled off his lips, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So He's getting better at it. Yeah. So Meg says uh, she did the California thing for a while, but it got old, so now she's living here. Um, she asks what the odds of them running into each other are, and Sam says he thought he'd never see her again. She says that she's glad he was wrong. Rut row. <laughs> um, Dean has been awkwardly clearing his throat for attention this whole time. And Meg says, dude, cover your mouth. <laughs> She's like, clearly could care less about him, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it disturbs him. <laughs> I know. That's great. So Sam introduces them, and Meg is like, this is Dean. Dean says, so you've heard of me. <laughs> and she says, oh, yeah, nice. The way you treat your brother like luggage. Why don't you let him do what he wants to do? Stop dragging him over God's green earth. Dean says, okay, awkward. I'm going to go get a drink now. <laughs> so she apologizes to Sam and then says they should hook up while he's in town and she'll show him a good time. Also, like, not. That's pretty like that's bold statements yeah <laughs> she's like i'll show you a good time it's like hold on what? and samus <laughs> was like oh that sounds great he doesn't i don't think he gets it well i think or maybe, he does and he's just like super awkward about the whole thing like maybe in 2005 that means something different than it does now could that be eh, i don't think I don't so think so <laughs> So he, he gets her number and finds out that her full name is Meg Masters. She's from Andover, Massachusetts. Um, she, like, really wants to hang out with Sam. <laughs> and he kind of looks like he's humoring her. But yeah. really, like, he just is suspicious of her at this yeah. point. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, Sam and Dean leave the bar. And Sam, um, uh, wow, I skipped a whole lot of words here. Um, <laughs> Sam says that meeting Meg randomly again is totally weird. Um, Dean asks, were you bitching about me to some chick? Is there any truth to what she was saying? Am I keeping you against your will, Sam? (laughs) Sam says, of course not. Then he says, "Uh, I think there's something strange going on here. Dean's like, tell me about it. She wasn't even that into me. (laughs) Which was hilarious, by the way. I know, that's like the only thing he cares about. I know, he's like, dude, I met a girl and she didn't love me. Yeah. yeah. The world is wrong. She was actually rude and she's into you. (laughs) Um, Sam says he means uh, they're kind of strange. Maybe even a lead. He says, I met Meg weeks ago, literally on the side of the road. Now I run into her in some random Chicago bar, the same bar where a waitress was slaughtered by something supernatural. You don't think that's a little weird? Dean says, maybe it's a random coincidence. It happens. And Sam is like, yeah, but not to us. (laughs) So Sam says there's something about this girl that he can't quite put his finger on. And Dean's like, but I bet you'd like to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, put a finger on her. He says, maybe she's not a suspect. Maybe you got a thing for her. Maybe you're thinking too much with your upstairs brain, huh? (laughs) Sam tells Dean to check up on Meg's background and to try and find some info on the symbol while he goes and spies on Meg. Dean starts chuckling and calls Sam a pervert. <laughs> the dog is super slurping water. <laughs> I wasn't I even paying attention to that. <laughs> we are we're recording at Rochelle's house and there are dogs here. And- She's still going. <laughs> like, what is this? She eats like a, a spicy Cheeto or something. Like, what's happening? Dude, she's thirsty. It's cool. Apparently. Good grief. Uh, all right, you done? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> we cut to Dean doing some research. Uh, he calls Sam, who is parked outside of Meg's place. Dean says to Sam, let me guess. You're lurking outside that poor girl's apartment, aren't you? Sam says, no. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that part. That's great. Okay, you know, I say, she's, and there goes the other one. Now she's drinking. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so um, I, I say that sort of stuff a lot. I realized that because I was laughing really hard. And I'm like, that sounds really familiar. And then I was like, I do that all the time. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, Dean says that Meg checks out, so why doesn't Sam go knock on her door and invite her to a poetry reading? <laughs> Sam asks about the symbol, and Dean says it turns out it's Zoroastrian, very old school, like 2,000 years before Christ. It's a sigil for a deva. Um, deva translates to demon of darkness. 
Zoroastrian demons are supposedly savage, animalistic, kind of like demonic pit bulls. Um, I know they're called devas, and it's spelled D-A-E-V-A, but I'm just going to call them divas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear every time I hear deva, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm like, like, the divas. The, the diva demons. <laughs> you can't take them seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this episode with my dad last night, and apparently it doesn't translate to demon of darkness. It translates more into like, um, like being of light, and it's like Zoroastrianism. Did I say that right? Zoroastrian? Whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry if that's your religion and I just totally butchered it. Um, My bad. (laughs) But um, they, uh, is the first, um, what's the word? Is the first religion to have like one god? Monotheism? Monotheism. Did I say it right? Okay. So it's the very first one. Um, And these creatures, the devas to them were more... um, more kind of like angels not not exactly what we think of angels but sort of along those lines for that religion mm-hmm. is what a deva was so that's what you get for watching supernatural with your dad <laughs> you get an information i know i was like you well, get an information watch <laughs> just one just one information I, I did just get the one during this episode <laughs> But yeah, so that, that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. Um, so Sam asked Dean, uh, Sam asked how Dean found out. And he's like, hey, I know how to research. <laughs> Sam says, name the last book you've ever, you've even read. And Dean thinks about it and then confesses that he called their dad's friend, Caleb, who told him all about it. <laughs> he's like, uh, this is going to be too hard. I don't know any yeah. books. <laughs> Again, with the dad's friend, Caleb, I, I don't think we ever meet this Caleb, do we? I don't know if, is this the, f- I thought this was only... He, he, they've, like, brought him up once before already. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, Dean says that the divas have to be summoned, so someone's controlling it. Uh, summoning a diva is risky business because they tend to bite the hand that feeds them and the arms and the torsos. <laughs> and pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. Dean says no one knows what they look like because nobody's seen them for a couple millennia. Dean thinks that um, whoever summoned them must really know their stuff, so he thinks that they have a major player in town. Then he says to Sam, uh, now, why don't you go give that girl a private strippogram? <laughs> Sam says, bite me. Dean says, bite her. Or wait. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> Dean says, <laughs> I got distracted by my own <laughs> remembrance of the scene. By your own biting? <laughs> by my own biting? What do you mean? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Dean says, bite her. Don't leave any teeth marks, though. <laughs> and he's about to continue in this line, and Sam hangs up on him. Which I think it kind of would have been hilarious. I would have loved to, for that to keep going. Like, just ramble on. Just yeah. Like, and then, like, I mean, I feel like I would have been super awkward, but it would have been funny yeah. to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam is looking like he's considering knocking on Meg's door when a light in her apartment turns on. Meg appears in her bra and starts putting a shirt on. Uh, Sam Sam is is totally watching. By the way, um, Sam's like I don't want to watch, but I'm going. But to. But I have to watch. And I have to for the job. <laughs> um, Sam hears someone clear their throat, and it's a woman at Sam's passenger window. She's caught Sammy peeping and does not look happy about it. <laughs> she calls Sammy a pervert <laughs> and like super uppity too. Do they, you pervert? You yeah, know, like. pervert. I love it. <laughs> there is a dog squeaking a dog toy in the Bell. background. So just so you know, that's not just like Rochelle. <laughs> hey, listen, why would it be me? Why would it be you? Because I was talking. Well, you I can't know. talk and make squeaky noises. Can I? <laughs> I mean, maybe you were squeaking the squeaky toy. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just move on. Okay, so Meg exits her apartment building and walks away. So Sam follows her on foot. Uh, she goes into an old warehouse and Sam creeps inside. He walks up the stairs, but the door up there is locked. There is an old, like, cage-style elevator nearby, so Sam gets in and climbs up the shaft. Uh, Why would you do that? He really wants to know what Meg's doing. Apparently, but, like, there's got to be a different way. Yeah. There's got to be stairs somewhere Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, literally anything. But why do you have to climb up the thing that could kill you? Yeah. Uh, When he reaches the next floor, he can see an altar with black candles flickering. Meg walks over to it and picks up her talking blood bowl from the Scarecrow episode. Uh, I know. There's blood already in it, I guess. So she starts swirling her fingers in it. She says into the bowl, I don't think you should come because the brothers are in town. Then she says, 
Yes, sir. I'll be here waiting for you. She puts the bowl down and blows out the candles and then leaves. Also, how did she not notice him the whole time? He's literally just, like, sitting there looking at her. Like, his head is, like, in yeah, plain she, sight. Anybody would have noticed him, I think. <laughs> I would have. I mean, yeah. if you're doing something sketchy like that, like, right. I'd be looking around. So Sam kind of shimmies over to the opening in the gate and uh, checks out the altar. It has the Davi- the diva symbol on it. None of this diva shit. Um, <laughs> just joking. Oh, my gosh. If that's your religion, I really am sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Um, we cut to Sam walking into their motel room. He and Dean say at the exact same time, dude, I've got to talk to you. <laughs> and I just got to say, I love when they say things at the same time. I know. It's great. It's so funny. I also wonder, like, how many times, they, like, how many takes they had to do oh, to, get it, so many. to get it just right like that. I would assume a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that blooper reel. Yeah. Um, Sam tells Dean about what Meg's been up to. And Dean says, so Sammy's got a thing for the bad girl. <laughs> I just want to say... <laughs> If only this was the last time that happened. <laughs> I know, good grief. He really knows how to pick them. <laughs> he always goes for the bad girl, doesn't he? I mean, really, he does. Is there one good... I mean, I guess there's Dean goes for the good ones, and Sam goes for the bad ones. Yeah. Every yeah. time, which you would think it would be the opposite. You right, know? right. Apparently, opposites attract. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. But you know what? It's not fine. If you think about it, though, with information later on, Mm -hmm. the whole good versus bad thing, it makes sense. It does make sense. Oh, shit. (laughs) What? You just blew my mind out of my butt. (laughs) I don't want to smell that. I told you I don't fart unless I'm on the toilet. So you don't have to worry about it. Okay, okay. Still. No, if... Oh. Oh, you know know what? The worst fart? A dog fart. Oh, God. (laughs) It's like the worst thing ever. Oh. I'm pretty sure my husband is worse. No. Have you smelled the dog fart? Yes, I have. Have you smelled this dog's dog fart? No, I have not. (laughs) It's real bad. (laughs) Like... You just automatically choke because you can't get it. And it lingers. It's like a cloud. It just, like, covers everything. And it hangs out for, like, a good five minutes or so before it, like, starts to clear. It's like a slow-moving, like, thick gas. It's disgusting. That is awful. Anyways. (laughs) Yuck. Gross. Um, Sam explains that she was talking into the bowl the way that witches used to scry into crystal balls or animal entrails. <laughs> also, we never see that, and I'm kind of glad that we don't. At least, not that I remember, we don't see the animal Yeah, I don't thing. think we do either. I'm huh. glad for that. That's um, gross. Why do I think that happened in Harry Potter? I don't think it did. I'm thinking of tea leaves, which is way different. <laughs> yeah, with the, whatever, the grim or whatever. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not... Animal guts. <laughs> no. Just tea leaves. <laughs> yeah. Way different. Um, so she was communicating with someone, uh, but not the diva. Uh, she was communicating with someone who was giving her orders, someone who's coming to that warehouse. Dean says he pulled a favor with his <clears throat> police friend, Amy. Um, he got full records of the two victims and found out that they were both from Lawrence, Kansas, just like Sam and Dean. The plot thickens. Yeah, that's pretty fucking suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean wants to grab Meg and interrogate her, but Sam thinks they should stake out the warehouse and see who or what shows up. Dean says uh, that they shouldn't do this alone, so we cut to Dean leaving a message on Daddy Winchester's voicemail. He tells him the warehouse's address, and Sam has just come back in the room. He's got holy water, a buttload of weapons, and exorcism rituals from half a dozen half a dozen religions. They start <laughs> everything. Yeah, they start loading guns. Um, this is like the loading gun scene. We haven't really seen them do much of that before, and it's like a long scene. They spend a good like two minutes, you know, like ammoing up. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Um. 
Dean says it's a big night, and Sam asks him if he's nervous. He says no, then asks Sam if he's nervous, and he's like, no, no way. <laughs> I'm not nervous. What are you talking yeah. about? Am I nervous? Are you nervous? Then Sam says, what if this whole thing is over tonight? Man, I'd sleep for a month. Go back to school. Just be a person again. Dean says, you want to go back to school? And Sam is like, yeah, once we're done hunting the thing. Dean does not seem very happy about this. So Sam asks him what he's going to do when it's all over. But Dean says, it's never going to be over. There's going to be others. There's always going to be something to hunt. Truer words were never spoken. Right. <laughs> and Sam's like, there's got to be something that you want for yourself. And Dean says, yeah, I don't want you to leave the second this is over. Why do you think I drag you everywhere? Mm-hmm. Why do you think I came and got you at Stanford? Sam says, because dad was in trouble and because you wanted to find the thing that killed mom. Dean says, yes, that, but it's more than that. You, me, and dad, I want us to be together again. I want us to be a family again. Sam wants his family back. This is an amazing Poor scene. Bugger. Yeah, oh, I know. It makes you feel so sad for him. It's really sad. Like, uh, okay. I don't like it. No, I know. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it. Sam says that they are a family and that he'd do anything for him. But things will never be the way they were before. Dean says they could be. Um, and he looks like he's going to cry. Sam says he doesn't want them to be. He says he's not going to live this life forever. When this is all over, um, uh, Dad's going to have to let him... I'm sorry. When he when this is all over, <laughs> Dean's going to have to let him go his own way. Which, okay, what a jerk thing for Sammy to say. Like, come on. I mean... <laughs> Just, why? You know, like, he's, Dean's like, I'm pouring out my heart to you, which I never do. And Sammy's just like, it's not going to happen, dude. Like, at least let him down easy, you know? Yeah. Don't just be, like, a turd about it. I don't know. It just reminded me of that song, like, you can go your own way. Go your own way. <laughs> yeah, like, my brain's like, you know what? I totally have that on my Destiel playlist. <laughs> I have that the, oh. the Lissy version of it. The what? The the artist Lissy. I've never even. It's yeah, it's, it's a girl. It's good. Huh? Oh yeah. It's okay. like it's sad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> one day I'll post my Destiel playlist for you guys, and you can tell me if I if I did well or not. <laughs> I think I did. It's pretty fucking like. Sappy. <laughs> I guess it's the right word. <laughs> then you need to play your fruit fly killing playlist. Oh my gosh. It's just angry. Uh, so we cut to Sam and Dean shimmying up the elevator shaft. Uh, they see Meg chanting at her altar. They creep into the room and hide. And Meg says, Guys, hiding is a little bit childish, don't you think? So they come out and point guns at her. Dean asks where the diva is. She says, it's around, and the shotguns are not going to do you much good. He says, the shotguns are not for the divas. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam, asks, um, Sam asks Meg who's coming to meet her, and she says, you. Then the shadow divas appear, and we see it attack the boys. Uh, we cut to Sam waking up, and he and Dean are both tied up. Kind of, I think they're like tied to some sort of like pillar or post. Dean says that the first two victims were killed just to lure the boys in. I'm sorry. Meg says that the first two victims were killed just to lure the boys in. Dean says, great, you trapped us. It's Miller time. (laughs) Why don't you kill us already? She says this trap isn't for them. It's a trap for Daddy Winchester. Dean says, oh, sweetheart, you're dumber than you look. Dad (laughs) wouldn't walk into something like this. Then she straddles Dean and says that John has one weakness, his boys. She says John let us, John lets his guard down around them and lets his emotions cloud his judgment. She says that John is in town and he'll try to save them and then the divas will kill everybody. She says the divas are in the room right here, right now, but they're invisible. Their shadows are just the only part that you can see. Sammy sure knows how to pick them. Yeah. <laughs> so the divas are not shadow demons. You can just see their shadows. Yeah. They're not they're made of shadows. They're invisible and then yeah. they like just cast a shadow... See, this doesn't make sense for how they, like, defeat them then. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, not really. But that's okay. I mean, maybe part of their power is in their shadow, though? Maybe. Maybe, like, they're invisible and they can't do anything, but their shadow is what can 
don't know, maybe their shadow has more form than... I, I don't know. I'm just... I don't know either. I'm just BSing at this point. I I'll just be like, idea. yes, it must be that. Um, <laughs> Sam asks why she's doing this, and she says, for the same reason Sam does what he does. Loyalty, love, like the love Sam has for Mommy and Jess. Sam tells her to go to hell, and she says, baby, I'm already there. She plays a good snarky, like... She's great. Yeah. What a great character. Mm-hmm. I love her smiles, too. Yeah. She's, yeah. She, I think, she's honestly, a great other than the boys, Meg is one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. You know, like, not not my favorite favorite, but she's up there. Yeah. 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 She's pretty good. Um, then she crawls over to Sam and straddles him. She's doing a lot of straddling. I know. Like, good grief, girl. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> I mean... I guess if you're, like, the bad guy, you can straddle whoever you want, you know? Hold on, what? Where's the logic in this place? I mean, tell me how that doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess it does, but, like, I just wouldn't have thought of it that way. Don't give me the eyebrows. (laughs) Don't make me laugh while I'm drinking your giant soup bowl tea. God. Just it's, to clarify, it's tea in a soup bowl. <laughs> and it's very heavy. It's you know what? It's delicious as shit. Wait, that's a weird <laughs> it's a statement. Lot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of tea. It's a lot of tea. I'm gonna have to pee a lot. Okay, so she straddles him. She <laughs> says <laughs> Sorry, you, you were you were drinking your tea just then. Okay. Um, she says to Sam, I think we both know how you feel about me. I saw you watching me changing in my apartment. Dean looks scandalized. He says, get a room, you two. <laughs> then she starts making out with Sam's neck and ear. Uh, this whole time, Dean had a... Dirty tramp! That's <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> that was an interesting outburst. <laughs> Just what a dirty tramp. I mean, I guess I, I if you're the bad guy, <laughs> you can make out with whatever neck you want to. No, just because you're the bad guy doesn't give you a pass. Also, there's a thing you don't need a pass. You just you just put, take your pass. This is true because <laughs> you're a bad guy. But don't smear Sammy's goodness with your laugh. You know, like just, <laughs> it just makes me angry. <laughs> I I'm like, angry that she's doing all the straddling. That just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> for yeah. you or for her? Or yeah. for them? Yes. <laughs> it's just unfair all around. Yes. Okay, so this whole time, Dean had a little switchblade and was trying to cut himself free, but she notices and throws it across the room. And then she hops back on Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was a know. weird sentence, too. <laughs> and asks if he was trying to distract her so that Dean could get free. He says no. It was because he had a knife of his own. And then he grabs her and headbutts her. That so had to hurt. It looked like it hurt. He acted like it hurt, too. Mm-hmm. I've never actually been headbutted by somebody. Well, you've been headbutted by your kid, but not usually in the face. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He went through the face of biting you right in the back of the leg. Oh, no. He used to bite my butt. Oh, yeah. It wasn't my it was leg. Like right, well, it was like right underneath your butt. It was like my underbutt. <laughs> I remember I'd go over and all of a sudden he'd be like, he'd, he'd come over and just he'd be behind you. And all of a sudden he'd be like, ow. <laughs> I forgot he used to do that. I must have blocked it. Yeah, he used to bite me all the time there. And like going for blood too. Like yeah. not even like a funny like, eh, I'm going to sort of bite you. It was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to take a chunk out. So many things I want to say right now. None of them are appropriate. So I'm not going to. <laughs> what has that stopped you before? It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's not the right podcast for that. Um. So Sammy goes and knocks the altar over, and you see the Shadow Divas attack Meg. They throw her out the window, and she falls to the street below and does not get up again. She splattered a little bit. She, you can see, like, blood pool under her head and everything. Yeah. So um, Sam unties Dean, who says, next time you want to get laid, find a girl who's not so buckets of crazy. <laughs> 
And good luck with that, Sam. I know, right? You are going to fail. (laughs) A lot of times. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Over and over, right? Yes. Yes. And multiple times with multiple people. Oh, God. That's okay. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking into their motel room. We see someone standing inside by the window, and it is John Winchester. Daddy Winchester! I'm, this is the first time that they have seen him mm-hmm. since, like, so Sam since hasn't seen started. him. Yeah, Sam said in a couple episodes ago that it's been six months since Jess died, and he hasn't seen Dean in two years. So it's been, like, at least two and a half years since he's seen his dad. You would think so, because yeah. basically when he went to... No, it must have been longer than that because if he's getting ready to do his whatever the law placement yeah test thing, like he's got his undergrad done. Yeah, so yeah, it right. would have been probably like four years. Yeah. Well he said he hadn't seen Dean in two years. Yeah. So. Dean probably stopped by. Yeah. But. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um uh, John hugs Dean but just says hi to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> just like hey. I know. <laughs> I don't know where we stand right now. Yeah. They explain how the divas were a trap, and he says he arrived just in time to see Meg take her swan dive. He says she was the bad guy, right? And together they say, yes, sir. Mm. Uh, John says he isn't surprised because the demon he's hunting has tried to kill him before. It knows he's close and that he's going to kill it, not just exercise it or send it back to hell, but actually kill it. Dean asks how, and he says, I'm working on that. Which means he doesn't know. Which is kind of funny, because, like, I mean, this is one of the first times that they've dealt with demons, but, like, in later seasons, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be super easy. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sam says, let us come with you, but John says, no, not yet. He says he doesn't want the boys caught in a crossfire. John says to Sam, the last time that they saw each other, they had one hell of a fight, and Sam just says... Yes, sir. (laughs) John says, it's good to see him again. It's been a long time. And Sam says, too long. Sam has got tears in his eyes. He loved his daddy. Then they hug. And when they pull apart, John has a single man tear on his face. (laughs) Single man tear. (laughs) Oh, no. We're we're, we're like spoilering all up in here with all these comments. Okay, listen, though. Not really. I mean, it's a thing. It won't be a spoiler unless you... Right, you know, it's a thing. They always have a single man tear, Mm -hmm. so that's that's. It's just kind of. I mean, it's a reference, sort of, for later on, but it's because Mm -hmm. of all the single man tears that it becomes a reference later on. I love seeing John be so emotional about Sam. You know what I mean? Like Uh you, you do see that he does, of course, truly love his son. Mm -hmm. You know, even though Sam is so like ragey about their relationship. You know, (laughs) he's a little bit of overwhelmed by the whole situation yeah (laughs) and if you notice daddy winchester is using his soft daddy winchester voice this whole time when he's talking to his boys i know he's really laying it on where uh, sammy gets it eh? i know (laughs) then john is thrown by something invisible against the wall Uh, the shadows attack sam and dean while dean yells no <laughs> I uh, I really actually kind of like that because he sees his dad get his, like thrown against the wall, and then mm-hmm. Sam's starting to get all cut up, and Dean is just like staring in horror and screaming no before something attacks him. Which is kind of I mean they, it was too soon after his whole like I want my family back together speech, and then yeah. they're all together, and then they start getting ripped to shreds. Exactly, exactly. So um, we cut to outside the building. And Meg is standing there looking very excited. <laughs> and then we cut to... So, um, bitch isn't dead. Nope. Totally alive. Some might say she's uh, supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I went there, folks. Good job, good job. You are very welcome. I know. We gotta, like... <laughs> we gotta do it every episode. Okay, so we cut back inside. They're getting all caught up by the divas. Sam grabs a flare from his bag and tells them to shut their eyes, and then the divas disappear. Which, again, doesn't make sense. Who knows? Yeah, that's okay, though. Um, they get out of their motel and make it to their car. Dean tells John that he can't come with them. Uh, Sam wants them to stick together, but Dean says they almost got Dad killed in there. The demons are going to keep trying. They're going to keep. Uh, they're going to use them to get to John. Dean says that Meg was right. John is vulnerable when he's with them. He's stronger without them around. So Sam starts begging John to stay with them. He says he's got to be a part of this fight. John says the fight is just starting and they're all going to have a part to play. He says Sam has got to let him go. 
It's so sad. It is. It's. We just got him. I know. And Sam's like shaking his head and he's got it. And he like puts his hand on John's shoulder and like he's like gripping his shoulder and won't let go. And it was just a very good moment. Yeah. Yeah. I really loved the acting in this scene. Um, Sam nods and their dad walks away. John says, be careful, boys, and gets in his truck. Sam and Dean get in baby and they all drive away. And Meg pops up out of a stairwell just in time to see baby turning a corner. What a stupid snot. And credits. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Meg. You just said you love Meg. I mean, I do, but <laughs> sometimes she aggravates me, okay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I love Meg, too, actually. I think she's great. Yeah. I do. Overall, I really like the character, especially later. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like the development of that character. Yeah, me too. But. Me too. Ugh. Anyways. So my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Sammy looks particularly, like, boyish, or just childish in general in the very beginning. Like, I don't know if it was just how he had his hair, or, like, what it was. His hair is entering, like, a weird grow-out phase. I know, you know, I just, it was it was strange, and I didn't, I can't. Mm-hmm. It was a little too, like, Biebery. Oh, know? no! <laughs> Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> It's not like not saying it makes it not true. I don't think but I'm making I sense. I didn't think I didn't make that connection until now. <laughs> it's okay. It's, oh, it's just growing out. It's fine. No. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's not fine. <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> Drink your tea. I know. I really need to. Though. Okay, wait. Interesting facts first. <sighs> Well, my other only thought on that was I like Meg's character, but she's a stupid snot in this one. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of a snot in a lot of them, but in a funny way. I just I just liked the all the straddling. <laughs> I thought that was great. I liked it. Like, oh, you're bad? Okay, I'm going to straddle you. <laughs> so on that note, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> um. My favorite moment, I think, oh, it's when, um, it's when Meg is straddling Sam. <laughs> and, Go figure. And she's making out with his neck and ear, and she hears Dean's, like, switchblade, and she goes, like, strolling over to him, and she smiles at him and takes his knife and throws it away, gets back in his face and smiles at him again, and then, like, crawls, like, shuffles over to Sam and, like, re-straddles him. <laughs> just like, mm. No. And starts making out with his neck again. I just, I don't know. I really like that. Yeah, I really like it. And then, and then she asks Sam, she's like, hey, like, were you just trying to distract me so your brother can get free? And he says no. And the way he says no, like. He's like, kind of, yeah. It kind of, I mean, I really like the way he said no. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but <laughs> for some reason it was great. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, that didn't do it for me, but. (laughs) I was surprised it was doing anything for me, but there we were, especially because I was watching it with my dad. Oh, no. I know, I was like, what's happening right now? (laughs) This is awkward, what do I do, what do I say? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what was your favorite moment? (laughs) So one of my favorite moments was at the beginning when, they had, or they were coming in as the alarm company people or whatever, and the lady's like, so, it's talking about their alarms, and like, she said, your alarm's about as useful as boobs on a man. Yeah. <laughs> she was super snarky. I laughed too hard. It's how she said it too, just like totally deadpan, just like, your alarm. Boobs on a man. Like, boobs on a man. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yep. And then, um, you mind doing a little thinking with your upstairs brain, Dean? Yeah. <laughs> or that, or, yes. That Sam said to Dean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyways. Um, yeah, those are my favorite moments. <laughs> those are good moments. So, some interesting facts from this episode. Um, in the bar scene, Meg says that she met something Michael Murray, <laughs> which is a reference to Chad Michael Murray, who's... Uh, Jared, who Jared Padalecki acted with in Gilmore Girls and House of Wax, which I have not seen House of Wax. We but. should watch House of Wax. I think we talked about it already. It's the I one where, where Paris Hilton like dies in a funny way, kind of. Oh. I, yeah, I think we... I vaguely remember talking about it, but I don't... Yeah. Yeah. 
I just have to see it to mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> we'll watch that one, and we'll watch um, the the movie that the Jason movie that Sam was in that Jason Jared movie. Padalecki was in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, is that is that Friday the Thirteenth? I think I think Jason is Friday the Thirteenth. I have no idea. He was in a movie the same time Jensen was in My Bloody Valentine, a scary movie. Yeah. I saw that one. And it's terrifying. See, okay, My Bloody Valentine was a good movie, but folks, there is way too much nakedity in that one. <laughs> nakedity? Yes. <laughs> wow. There was a lot of... Like, sketchy prostitute running through a parking lot in high heels and nothing else. I think that was supposed to be comical. I mean, I think it was supposed to be comical, but also it was a little bit disturbing. Yeah. I couldn't handle that. I was like, oh, why? It just yeah. why? Yeah. It was, it was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, you know, another interesting fact. This is the first time Sam and Dean have seen their dad since he's gone missing. Yes. Daddy Winchester. <sighs> I'm, I'm torn whether or not I like him or not. I love John Winchester. Like, I think I like him, but also then when you think about it, like. I don't mean he's a good dad. Yeah, but like I do love the character. I like the character, but I don't like because that's the problem for me is like I really like the character, but like as the boy's dad, I'm kind of like, you jerk. And he does things, you know, that are nice and what. Like it's kind of like a, I'm on the fence. Yeah, him. I understand. I, I think a lot of people like hate John Winchester. There's a lot of people that hate him, and that just I don't know. That never really like crossed my mind until right. I like was at one of the conventions and everybody's like, oh, John Winchester. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, Yeah, I don't feel that way at all. No. I, I like, love the guy. There's times when I don't really like him, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I wouldn't say he's, like, one of my favorites or anything. Right, but, right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so the girl who dies at the beginning of the episode is named Meredith, and she gets a voicemail from a dude named Derek. In Grey's Anatomy, Meredith and Derek are the main love interests for the show. Um, and also, the actor who plays John Winchester plays Danny Duquette. I think so. We'll go with it on the show. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy. So, the more you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely the more you know. So, I think you had some um, research for a haunting, right? Oh, yeah. I was looking up um, hauntings in Chicago. And I came across a website called theodysseyonline.com. And it talks a lot about the uh, Congress Plaza Hotel. Now, this hotel, um, let's see, it was built in 1893 uh, for the World's Fair. um, And it was kind of a hunting ground for the first, uh, America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes, um, who we will um, actually talk a lot about in another episode in a couple seasons. but he used to go and, like, meet girls in the lobby and then bring them to his, like, murder castle a couple blocks away. Yeah, so, sketchy. Yeah. Um, also, it was the inspiration um, for Stephen King's short story called 1408. Um, did you ever see that movie? Mm-mm. Never oh. even heard of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's in the book. The story is in the book called um, Everything's Eventual. And I remember I got this book when I was, like... I think I was 19 and, um, like, love Stephen King, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is – so when I'm 19, I had just started having, like, panic attacks, like, bad panic attacks. I didn't know what was going on. Why am I doing this? Yeah, all of it was just – it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of information out there about what was happening. And anyways, mm-hmm. I was – um. I was dating somebody who worked a night shift somewhere, and I was not working, so I would stay up all night and sleep all day with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm at my parents' house. I'm reading this book, and I get to this story, and it is so fucking good. It's so scary that it gave me a panic attack, which, is, <laughs> which has never happened, like, in the history of Lynn. Like, yeah. I love scary things, and yeah. it just, oh, it just messed me up. Mm. So the movie is... Sounds like a good one for me to miss then. <laughs> yeah, the movie is great, but it yeah. didn't quite catch the, like... Ins- Level of, Like, the insanity yeah. of it, I guess. The, hmm. like... They do a lot of explaining in the movie and not in the book. 
Mm. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit more scarier in that way, I think. Yeah. From what I remember. Again, I was 19 and that was a really <laughs> long time ago. That's not that long ago. I'm not going to tell you how long ago it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. it's the inspiration for um, that that story, which I thought was super cool. Hmm. Um, so um, there are a bunch of ghosts that haunt this hotel. One of them is supposedly Al Capone. Um, Al Capone's ghost has been reported in the hotel bar and lobby for decades now, and he was known to frequent the hotel in his life. So some of his earliest business meetings <laughs> took place at the Congress, and the formerly marble-lined quarters beneath the hotel were used for all kinds of transporting um, or, <laughs> or smuggling of goods. <laughs> so several of Capone's friends and business associates lived at the hotel during the 1920s and 30s, establishing the Congress as the home to some of the century's most violent and corrupt criminals. Another ghost uh, is called Peg Leg Johnny. Uh, a peg-legged man has been seen in several locations all over the hotel. Given the nickname Peg Lake Johnny, his real identity remains a mystery, though he is reported to be the ghost of a hobo murdered behind the hotel. That's promising. I know. While a homeless man was murdered in the alleyway behind the Congress, reports of seeing Peg Lake Johnny predate the murder. Nonetheless, the apparition is one of the most reported and has been seen in the most locations, including the lobby, dining room, and several of the floors. He apparently likes to turn uh, lights and appliances on and off at random. Mm. So, like... I'm never going there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually really want to go here. This place sounds amazing. Um, there's also a ghost of a six-year-old boy. He's been seen running around the 12th floor for decades. Uh, but the root of this haunting is even more troubling. During both World War I and World War II, the Congress Plaza housed immigrants and refugees from war-torn countries. A young mother from Prague um, or Poland, I guess the reports are kind of wonky, um, was staying at the hotel with her two young sons, waiting for her husband to join them. While awaiting his arrival, her fears of um, deportation worsened, and she eventually had a nervous breakdown. So she threw her two sons from the 12th floor window what? and then jumped herself. This um, is why they don't have opening windows anymore in hotels. Right, like that. right. <laughs> so no sightings of the mother have been reported, but feelings of panic, being watched, and even being chased have been described by guests. Um, uh, one of the, I guess, the most haunted rooms is room 441. Uh, while no one is known to have killed themselves or anyone else in this room, um, this room is responsible for mo more calls to the front desk and security than any of the Congress's 871 guest rooms. So, Eesh. yeah, visitors claim to be kicked awake by a shadow woman with objects moving and hearing eerie noises. Though the causes behind this haunting are anyone's guess, it is creepy enough that all the reports and complaints are so similar in nature. So that is... The a place that I will never go. <laughs> I mean, let's go. Uh, or not. Dude, it sounds amazing. I'm not going to pay money to stay in a place like that. I would way. love to stay in that room. Mm -mm. Nope, you're on your own. Thanks, Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Anytime. <laughs> okay. I can't do that. <laughs> then we are never going camping. You know what? <laughs> It's fine. We could just go to more supernatural conventions. <laughs> that sounds way better. <laughs> I mean, that sounds better than a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, I do love camping. Ugh. But you get to see the boys. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, it is what it is. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, we just like went to the last convention for Seattle, mm -hmm. and so I don't know, I don't know how we're gonna see them again. There's Vancouver, there's Vegas. We should go to Vegas. I would love to go to it's Vegas. It's cheaper to get to Vegas, I think. Yeah, the tickets are like super. Just it's like, cheaper yeah. for everything. Yeah. yeah, I would love to. I go. mean, it depends on where you want to stay. I'm assuming. You can stay actually, like, at like one that isn't like total shit for a decent amount of money. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we can figure it out. Get enough people. And then we them. could do a podcast in our hotel room. Ooh. That'd be fun. <laughs> Coming to you live from the convention. That's right. Or not live, but still. <laughs> Live-ish. <laughs> the livest that we can get. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Anywho. <sighs> okay, so I looked up, um, so one of the references, the only really reference that I 
caught from this episode was when Dean was saying that it's Miller time. Um, and when Meg, uh, trapped the boys, um, basically just like, yeah, you've trapped us, get a beer, good job. Yeah. Whoop-dee-doo. You know, like. <laughs> Miller time means it's like party time. Yeah. Basically. I, from what I, I was kind of looking it up because there's like a bunch of different, like people think different things about it. It either means it's like, ooh, it's party time or it's like a, hey, it's like grab a beer, I think that was like on the Miller commercials. I think that was like their, their like slogan. Like it's Miller time. Yeah, Yeah. it's for the Miller beer. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It was hard to kind of tell like what. I don't know. The best that I could come up with in the situation that they used it in in the show was like a hey, yeah, good job, grab a beer, get over it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But um. Anyway, so I found another um, haunting in Chicago, or sort of. Um, I was just kind of looking through Chicago, and it's like, it has a reputation of being one of the most haunted cities in America with, like, you know, hotels, restaurants, cemeteries, and even, like, the Historical Society building, I guess, or the former Historical Society building that it's called Excalibur, which kind of is just awesome. How do you get that name? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. I didn't. It didn't really say on the site huh. that I was looking at, which I don't remember which one it is. But yeah. Um. So Ghost Adventures even filmed there, which is I think it's like a they go and camp out in supposedly sketchy places and then just like wait for stuff to happen. I guess. I yeah, don't know. yeah. You've never seen Ghost Adventures? Is the one I think on the Travel Channel with like Zach Baggins. I think I've seen. They're the, that's the like one where the they're. Frodo and Bilbo. <laughs> no, it's the one where they're always like, "Dude, did you feel that, dude?" Dude, I think, you know, I I want to say I may have seen like an episode of something like that at some point, but I don't remember like yeah. when or where or any of that sort of stuff. So. I just want to like do that for a living. You know, no. that just seems great. That, that seems, seems right like I would be needing a bathroom all the time. <laughs> It'd be all bad. Probably, yeah. It'd be all bad. <laughs> so, um, when the Ghost Adventures um, episode filmed there, one of the cast members felt like he was pushed down the stairs. So, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it The building was used as a temporary morgue for a while after the Eastland disaster, which... Um, there was a ship that rolled while it was docked in the Chicago River, and there was a bunch of people staying in the building, and it caught fire, and it was supposedly fireproof, and allegedly everybody staying there burned with the building. Oh my god. So there's a lot of uh, that sort of stuff going on. Which is super sketchy, because then that means that there's definitely more than one of these ghosts or whatever that are, like, hanging out all the time. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. Mm. I mean, I love it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it or love it. <laughs> None of those feelings apply here. <laughs> so what was your idiot or aspect moment for the week? Oh, man. You know, I have been over exfoliating my face <laughs> with, like, chemical exfoliants lately. Ooh. And... I have another chemical burn. <laughs> it's like twice in the last two months. I don't know what's the matter with me. But <laughs> anyway, so my face is just a horrible, bumpy mess. I wouldn't be able to do that because I would just like literally peel my whole face off. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's been fine. I haven't changed anything. I've been using like the same stuff for like months. So it's weird that it's just like suddenly doing it. Anyways, we don't need to go into like the whole skincare of Lynn. <laughs> but I am an idiot because I gave myself another chemical burn. <laughs> so I am a dumbass. <laughs> what was your idiot or aspect moment? So... My idiot moment, it wasn't for me, it was for somebody else. Okay. So I was at the gas station. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for this guy, but also I was trying not to laugh just like visibly. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, he, you know, he's pumping gas in his car and then he gets into his car and he drives off, right? Oh, yeah. Left the hose in the car. Jeez. Had and he then, turned it off? I mean, it was done. It wasn't still. It was, it was done. Okay, there was nothing. I mean, nothing came out of it or anything. Good. But 
It's just like, oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Why? And the look of defeat on this man's face. Oh, no. <laughs> I have never seen someone look so disappointed in themselves in, the <laughs> in their life. <laughs> I mean, oh, I felt so bad for him, but I was like laughing hysterically in my car because that's like something that would happen to me. Like, I'm just lucky that I haven't done yeah. it yet. And <laughs> he... So he gets out, He hear, you hear this thunk, because I didn't realize that he had his, like, the hose still in the car or whatever. And so you hear this, like, crashing sound, and I'm like, oh no, the whole place is going to blow. Right, right. And I look over, and he made it, like, just maybe five feet away from the where, you know, the hose kind of ended. Yeah. And he just gets out of his car, shuts the door, walks around, and then looks down, and then just his head drops, and his whole body just, like, sags, Aww. and he's just like... Oh, you know? poor guy. Oh, and so he's like just like slumping around and he grabs the hose and then he's just looking around going like what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like slowly starts dragging himself over to the gas station like <laughs> oh man. Poor guy. And he's just like half dragging the hose like looking at it and looking around going <laughs> just his, just the utter defeat i shouldn't be laughing at it but it was hilarious no. and it's the only time i've ever seen that happen you know because you never hear about people happen. like go oh my gosh don't do this you know there's gonna mm-hmm. like and usually it follows by something the whole place is gonna blow right it's right like, no it doesn't apparent unless i don't know maybe they have like some sort of they've got to have some sort of stop on them to where when you're not pumping them like mm-hmm. there's no more gas in the tube right or whatever you know like, i don't know but yeah that was my idiot moment for the week because some doofus decided to drive off with the gas hose oh, and yeah poor guy. have you ever had the gas tank like overflow no mine did. how do you do that my, something is wrong with my like gas tank like if you if you put it in usually you know you can you can set it so that it it pumps there's automatically yeah yeah. you don't have to hold it yeah so like i don't know what's wrong with my car it's a pretty new car i mean it's only like two years old and it was doing that just fine but now like um on a lot of them it will fall right out huh of like my car it is so weird i don't know what's happening so the other day i'm holding it there you Uh know and um and i'm like okay it'll automatically stop when it gets there you know when it gets full right how it how it clicks off right yeah I'm holding it. It starts making some strange fucking noises. <laughs> it's and like I'm like, yeah, or... it's like gurgling and like some weird sucking sounds. And I'm like, what's going on? And then it just starts coming out of my car onto <laughs> like, me. Ah! I know. So, I mean, I saw it wasn't like a huge amount, but it was yeah. enough to like make Be me worried. feel really flammable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And probably smell real bad. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, why is this happening? I don't understand how people like the smell of gasoline. Oh, God. It's like, it just is so bad to your nose. Like, you could feel your little nose hair just curling, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no way that's a good thing. No. <laughs> At all. <laughs> sniff gasoline folks no you know what <laughs> don't huff idea. anything okay see you know the actual word for it, huffing things apparently it's just <laughs> sniffing things right i now. learned that in like the dare education oh. in, in elementary school <laughs> no huffing paint yeah i guess i did know that phrase right but right yeah nope that's that's all i got <laughs> i have a, i have a dare t-shirt i th- you know i definitely did at one point I don't remember. I'm sure I probably, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know where it would have gone. I got mine. I got mine pretty recently, like in the last couple of years. Someone was going to have a party and it was going to be like, I don't remember the theme, like 90s, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, I have like a plaid, like cheerleaderish skirt. I was going to wear my Doc Martens and my Dare shirt and call it good. (laughs) Yeah. But then I didn't end up going. So I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I got my Dare shirt and new Docs. So I'm I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I've never, I've seen those shoes frequently, but I've never actually even tried on a pair. Oh, I used to have them. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have them back in the day. Yeah. In my grunge phase. Okay, my, like, elementary school 90s phase was definitely the uh, the platform shoes. Oh, yeah. And then 
I had these pants. Okay, don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> I had these pants that were like, they're really stretchy. They were like supposedly jeans, but they weren't jean material, but they were purple, right? Yeah. And sparkly. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so I would have like these purple sparkly stretch pants, but they were shaped like jeans. Yeah. And like my platform shoes and the butterfly clips in my oh, hair. Oh no, the butterfly clips. Oh, the butterfly clips. Oh. And all the lip smackers. Oh, good grief. They still sell those suckers. Oh yeah, no, still. I had lip smackers back when I was in elementary school too. I'm pretty sure I might still have some somewhere. That's amazing. Hiding in the recesses of all of my old makeup or whatever that I just haven't thrown out for who knows why. Yeah. Don't judge me. I, hey, <laughs> chemical burn. <laughs> I'm not judging anybody. Oh, like, I'm definitely like right now I'm going through, cause you know, I'm going to move. So I'm going through all of my junk, like just everything and trying to like, okay, I went through, I got rid of an entire garbage bag full of shoes and I still only got rid of maybe half my shoes. Oh my God. Like, that's amazing. It's bad is what it is. And yeah. a lot of them are just like, oh, I'll use these for like going outside and mowing the lawn. So if they get grass stained, I don't care. But you know how many pairs of those I had? Like six. Jeez, you, know? yeah. you only need one. Right. You don't need six of them. Right. And one of them I had used for like roofing on a mission trip in Utah. And so there was like tar all over them. And I'm uh, like, why do I even have these? Yeah. Like. You can't even donate those at that point. They're just garbage. Nope. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, ugh. I'm not proud. It's okay. I'm not proud. It's just fine. I'm getting rid of stuff. You know though. what? You got rid of some. I got rid of That's some. That's great. Yeah. I I mean, to be fair, I do like, you know how a lot of people have a lot of shoes, but they only wear like two or three pairs of them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good about rotating through them, so at least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but... I've got a lot of shoes that I don't wear, but they're like kind of occasion shoes. Yeah, you know I've got I mean? some of those too. So but... that's what I tell myself. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a Supernatural Podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.